So the question that we have presented here on the show, is it fair to call Sean McVay's possible retirement after a 5-12 and season a weak move? And the reason why we came up with this question this way is because, Zach, I've been online, you know, browsing, just browsing, you know, and I've seen people saying that, oh, you know, when he loses, he's ready to get out of there. And the same thing was said about Sean Payton as well. Okay, and we see him trying to come back in the league. So, Zach, I'll pass it to you again. Should we consider this move to be weak? Yeah, well, so I have a lot to say on this one. And I'll start off by saying this. In Sean McVay's previous five seasons prior to this year with the Rams, the only time they didn't make the playoffs, they were still able to win nine games. So this is really the first time in his coaching career he's experienced something like this. And it's been reported that these TV executives, they're pretty interested in McVay. And I like Kirk, Herb, Kirk Herbstreet like, as a college announcer. I think he's really good. But in the NFL, like I think he's got one and done written all over him. Him and Al Michaels have no chemistry. And he's a great college announcer. But he does not belong in the NFL, in my opinion. And here's the thing. You hear all these cliche terms about the coaching industry, right? You're hired to be fired. And it's so difficult to have sustained success. But... Until you experience that failure yourself, it's pretty hard to relate to that. And Sean McVay is so interesting because he was in Washington when Mike Shanahan was the coach and that whole staff got fired, but somehow he stays with Jay Gruden and he turns that into becoming the next coach of the Rams. And we know what's happened from there. We've had, they've had so much success. And I think last season after they won the Super Bowl, the whole Amazon gig really tempted him working with Al Michaels. He could be the next John Madden. But he turned it down because the Rams, they were having so much success. They won the Super Bowl and everyone else came back. And I think his love and drive for coaching, it's really going to be tested with this decision here. Because here's what I know about Sean McVay, right? I think he is an elite football coach. I'm actually as impressed with him this season than I have in really any other season that he's been winning playoff games. Because if you watch the Rams these past few months, they have plenty of guys on their team that you've just flat out never heard of. I mean, he takes Baker Mayfield, who has been bad the last few years, and he's winning with him. And there are times where you've watched Baker this season, and he's looked by far the best we've seen him since 2020 when he's bringing the Browns to the playoffs. And on Christmas Day, when I watched the Rams just destroy the Denver Broncos, and I know it's the Broncos, they've had an awful year, Hackett was still there. That was one of the most impressive games I've seen coached by anyone this season, considering the Rams season was over and in front of everyone on national TV, they played to win and they just kicked the Broncos ass. And he obviously is great with the X's and O's and the schemes, but he really resonates with his players. And sometimes you just have a year where everything goes wrong and there's nothing you could do. And I think this guy has a great personality. I think he would be a star on TV, but he just has a special skill that there are only so many other guys in this country that have it as well. And he's an elite coach. So I just really hope he doesn't leave the NFL coaching industry because there would be no one to replace him. John Madden could have coached for a really long time. He didn't want to. He became a star broadcaster and it's history from there. He had so much success. And when I look at Sean McVay, I don't know what would happen to him, but I just think the NFL is better with him. So if he wants to make this move, I would have no problem. He's been an elite coach the last six years. It takes a lot of work. And if you're not fully 100% in to coaching, then it's not going to work out. It's not going to end well. So I just say that, like, I really hope Sean McVay comes back. He's one of the best coaches in the league. 
And uh, if he does leave, I wouldn't call it a weak move, but I would really miss him. I really would. I can see the argument for it being weak, to be honest, because, you know, I have to always remain consistent with what I say about coaches. So I know if I said anything else, somebody will go to a particular clip where I called that person that made that move a sellout. So I always I know I'm being watched. I know I got haters watching me. I know I got people on my ass secretly. So I got to remain consistent. So, yeah, I can see the argument for it. But honestly, I don't I don't really think it's a weak move. And I'm explain why. Basically, when you talk about Sean McVay and how I saw him right this year, week one, week one, fresh off the Super Bowl. He did not look like he wanted to be there. He looked uninspired. He looked like he was ready to retire. He did not look like he wanted to be there week one. I saw it. I can see the body language. And this is before all the injuries started piling, 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 piling up. So if you don't want to be there, maybe you should have retired last year. Maybe after you won the Super Bowl, you should have got on your donkey and ran off into the sunset. But he came back because he thought that he could do it again. But he didn't look like he wanted to be there. My man's got married right before training camp. Think about that. Right before the hardest part of an NFL calendar. The most mentally challenging part of an NFL calendar. He just got married before training camp. Bad move, brother. And I'm not trying to say when and when not to get married. That's not my business. But, you know, from a football perspective, I don't like that move. Because now you're here. You're in the household mentally. But you're trying to be a leader of men in the hot, you know, summer day on the other side. So you're dealing with that. Then week one, you get bombarded by the Bills, and you look lost out there. Then the injuries start to pile up. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. I mean, everything is happening defensively, da-da-da, this, that, and the third. So, yeah, if you don't want to be there and you look like you never wanted to be there, then don't be here. So that's why I won't call it a weak move because I firmly believe that he should be tired. You called it from a mile away, Zach. You said from I don't know how way back. In the calendar this year that you believe that he's out of there. So how did you know that? Oh, you know Zach Shadamas? You know it because you saw it. He had to retire. Obviously, he's not official, but um, it's trending that way. And if I was a better man, he's out of there. But anyway, Zach, I got one more point. Because this was a, a family debate I had with my dad about Sean McVay and Mike Tomlin. I almost lost my head. Not only did my dad say that, my cousin said that on the show. I want to address that right now. I know this is probably irrelevant, but it's relevant. I want to talk about that right now. Because Sean McVay could run circles around Mike Tomlin any day of the week. Don't get it twisted. All right? Let's not forget that Sean McVay back in 2017 took a team that was one of the worst teams in professional sports, a 4-12 and team, and made them a perennial Super Bowl team. Got them to a Super Bowl, NFC Championships, won a Super Bowl. Okay? Mike Tomlin took his team. He inherited a team that literally won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl in 2006 when he took them, okay, the year after. All right, that's like uh, your parents giving you a million dollars, okay, and saying, yo, fix your life. You jump-started compared to having nothing. Sean McVay built this joint from the ground up. So don't. I don't even want to take that comparison. I don't even want to entertain that comparison. My man took a, a franchise that was terrible and made it a, a, a NFC West contender year in and year out. And I'm going to leave it at that. I think what's so interesting is, can you see Mike Tomlin as a star in TV as well? I feel like 
he could have maybe left for Amazon a few years ago if he really wanted to, made as much money as he did coaching, and just have, uh, could have been a star on TV. But he didn't do that because he loves football, and he can't see himself doing anything else than being a football coach. And I'm starting to wonder if Sean McVay has that same mentality, and it's really going to be tested. And I think also, like, this is – I see what you're saying in terms of why he should have retired after they won the Super Bowl last season, and I think it's especially easy to say that now. But let's remember, like, unless your name is Peyton Manning, and I know he won the Super Bowl his last year, but let's be honest, like, he was cooked. We all knew he was done. No matter how good you are, most likely, it's probably not going to end well. Like, we're seeing that right now with Bill Belichick. Like, this is not the way anyone envisioned him going out. But at the end of the day, it's looking like it could be pretty ugly in terms of his exit. And Sean McVay, it's easy for us to say now, like, oh, yeah, you know, he should have just ran into the uh, road off into the sunset after they won the Super Bowl last year. But, you know, they won. He, he wanted to see if he could do it again. Everyone else was back. And now I think uh, after this losing season, it's really going to hit him like, shoot, like, I'm not winning the Super Bowl every year. It's not easy to make the playoffs five years in a row after I take over a team, even though well, from, I that per- from that perspective, though, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. Maybe he is thinking about it like that. But from that perspective, then I can see the argument for the move being weak because you just said, maybe I'm not going to win the Super Bowl every year. Nobody going to win the Super Bowl every year. Right. That, that's just not guaranteed. You're coaching or you're not coaching because you feel that you can't coach no more. You feel that. All right. I'm holding my team back because I'm mentally not here. That's why I'm cutting him slack. But if I was to think about it from your perspective, Zach, yeah, it's a weak move. But I saw the body language. And I'm saying to myself, I'm interpreting that like, yo, he was never interested from the start. So you're kind of holding your team back. Yes, we know X's and O's, you can now coach them. But if you're mentally not here, then you got to go because you're holding that team back. Everything else is ego. So that's how I'm viewing it. From another lens, then, yeah, that I'm going to answer that question weak. But I do want to make one more point, Zach. I'll pass it right back to you to bring us home. I remember I seen something yesterday about somebody tweeting. I forgot who it was. I was going to write his name down, but I won't put him on the spot. He said something about Matt LaFleur got a taste of adversity this year. Cal Shanahan did as well, which is true, juggling three quarterbacks. But you don't see them mulling retirement. Well, guess what? Let me answer that question. That's because they didn't win a Super Bowl. What are they retiring for? They accomplished nothing. Matt LaFleur accomplished nothing. Okay? Kyle Shanahan, as great as he is offensively, accomplished nothing. Sean McVay can do that because he won a Super Bowl last year. Okay? Andy Reid, I understand. All right, let's go to the old heads. They're still coaching every single year. Andy Reid, he got Patrick Mahomes. John Harbaugh, he got Lamar Jackson for now. Okay? Doug Peterson, he got Trevor Lawrence. Okay? The only exception... You can say Mike Tomlin, but he got Kenny Pickett. And if you judging Kenny Pickett the way how Zach judged Kenny Pickett on the chat, then, yeah, he got Kenny Pickett. That's a prop. Okay? The only person that really is like, yo, coaching to the death of me is Bill Belichick, and he's baptizing his own ego. He's trying to prove that he's better than Tom Brady. That was for certain. That's why he said, go. I want to prove. I have something to prove still. So I can't put that in the same category most coaches. When they win a Super Bowl and they feel that they can't do the same thing, more than likely, probably they out. But they won a Super Bowl, so they get a pass. Sean Payton, I won a Super Bowl. I'm out of here until I get another situation. Yeah, I. you know what it almost kind of reminds me of is, I think we had this conversation a few weeks ago with Brady and Belichick, right? I brought it up how they would fight like all the time. 
but it didn't matter. They stayed together all that time because they were winning. They were winning Super Bowls and winning cures everything. And that's kind of the same way I view this McVay situation in a way is if he wins the Super Bowl last year and retires, like who knows what the Rams would look like now. But I think he would question like, could I have won another Super Bowl? Like, I just want everyone's back. All that's missing is me. And I don't think he could have done that. Like, I know he was flirting with it, but if I think it would have been really surprising last year if he retired after they won just because everyone was back and we didn't really think it was possible. But when you go 5-12, and 12, and by the way, I'm not saying this is a weak move. It just has, like, when you're struggling, like, when you're going through something that you've never experienced before, you've been at a job, you've had all this success, and you've you've had some trouble, but it's been worth it because you've been having success. If that success just stops, like out of nowhere, like everything's the same, you're still stressed out every day, but the results aren't coming. You aren't selling uh, enough things to, to earn that income. Like I'd understand questioning a little bit, like, is this what I want to do? Can I just make the same money being a TV guy on Amazon and, and just chilling without Michaels every Thursday night? So that's why I wouldn't call this a weak move is because we've all been in a situation like that where it just drastically changes compared to what we're used to. And all of a sudden we have to start reevaluating things. Like, is this really the best place for me? Is this really the best uh, fit right now at this time where I could have the most success? And if McVay doesn't feel that way, then I have no problem with him saying, you know what? It was a great run in coaching, but time to go to the Amazon booth and become the next John Madden or John Gruden. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm not sure we see him back in the NFL, honestly, like, this is one way it could go either way for me. But I do think, and salute to Cousin once again, because this is a point that I'm actually quoting and expanding. But we're going to see a, a trend of coaches, premier coaches, that are probably going to take a year off. Like, it's college, right? I'm going to take this semester off because things are, you know, I have a lot of things going on, personal, at school. I'm going to take a year off, come back the next semester when the situation is better, when I'm mentally cleared. For example, Sean Payton is a guy that, you know, possibly could be coming back into the league. We're going to talk about him probably in a few, right? And he took the year off. He realized that, yo, now that move, if we having that conversation, it's another can of worms. Because I do believe that he left because he realized that, yo, Drew Brees is not here. Salary cap hell. Which credit to the Saints, they pushed that back a year, right? This shit is going to be in salary cap hell. They were still able to acquire some talent this offseason. But he looked at that and was like, yo, wait, hold up. I'm about to be out of here, clear my head, make some money in the booth, then come back because I'm the truth. But when you look at other guys, for example, that may have not left on their own, but they came back into better situations, Mike McCarthy, Doug Peterson. Those are two guys that were fired from, you know, the Packers at that time was a bad situation. They were 6-10, and 10, you know, with Mike McCarthy that last season before the floor came into their job. So it was considered as bad, you know, at that time. He came back coaching the Cowboys. Right. For all intents and purposes, it's America's team. Then Doug Peterson, he gets fired on Philly. And I know Philly is still legit right now. But at that time, it wasn't looked at as a good job. They missed out on draft picks. Carson Wentz was a was a bum. And he came back and coaching Trevor Lawrence now. So I think you're going to see a trend where guys, perennial guys, right, guys that can do this will leave and come back into better situations. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's, I'm happy you brought up all those guys because this is kind of the inevitability that comes with coaching, especially for a long time in the NFL. Like Andy Reid got fired from the Eagles way back when Pete Carroll got fired as head coach of the Jets. And it's one thing 
for you to hear that from other people when you're Sean McVay and you're winning Super Bowls and you're having so much success. But I think him experiencing a season like that is opening up a lot of things to him and it's making him realize like, shoot, like this really isn't easy. Like as good as, I, as I've been the first few years as being a, a head coach, you know, anything could happen. Like we saw this season with the Rams. I don't think anyone expected them to be this bad at five and 12 fresh off that Super Bowl title. And I do think like, Sean McVay could be raising some possible concerns, some possible questions that he has never thought about up until this point. And that's why I don't think he retired last year. There was no way he was going to do that coming off of a Super Bowl title when his confidence is at, his, is at an all-time high. He's having all the success. And I'll just make uh, this clear to end it. Like I, again, was very impressed by the Rams' effort to close the second half of the season. I'm not sure how many other teams in the league could be in a position like they were in their seasons clearly over Baker Mayfield's playing quarterback when he just got to the building a few days ago and they just competed every time they took the field. They were right in that game with Seattle on Sunday. Uh, they uh, almost beat Seattle the first time they played like they should have really cost Seattle a playoff spot, but I was, I've been really impressed with the Rams. I've been really impressed uh, with McVay as a head coach and I do think this is an interesting case study for sure. And I think another thing too, right? Because remember, the Rams building their team very unorthodox way of building. There's not a lot of draft picks this team still has. So when you consider that notion and you apply that to logic, then you had to realize that you wasn't going to be here forever. Mainly if you want to coach a, a solid program, you know, you're not going to be here forever because those picks that you traded for the list goes on. I'm not even about to list the names. The Jalen Ramsey, I guess I am. The Jalen Ramsey's, the Brandon Cooks, the the the, the other quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford. I mean, oh, the Lord. list goes on. Other guys, other guys, so many other guys that you traded for, those are not going to be here no more. So the things are only going to get harder, you know, from here on out. That's why I think you did a disservice to yourself. Not the team. The team will be glad to have you next year if you say, I want to come back. Sure, after all you did for that franchise, we ain't do a disservice to them. They want you back next year, the year after that. Even if every year you are on the clock for retirement, they will still take you back with uncertainty, just like how the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers. Or oh, I'm going to retire. Or oh, I'm not. They'll gladly take you back every year. But you did a disservice to yourself. You should have left after the Super Bowl knowing that it was only going to get harder. Maybe you thought you could run it back this year. But at the end of the day, if you watch history in the National Football League, it's, it's never a guarantee. He didn't. Okay, cool. What's done is done. Cannot be undone. Now it's time for you to do a service to yourself and hang it up if you're mentally not in the game anymore.